Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to the Conference Championship Games. We've made it this far. We have three, or I'm sorry, we have two games this week, three weeks worth of football left in the 2021 season. I am Chip Hazard. I am Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And ladies and gentlemen, it has been a very, uh, I mean, it, depending on who you were cheering for, you're either very, very happy or very, very pissed off by a few of the games. Um, but let's just jump on just straight into it. Let's kick it off with the one that t- took place on Saturday afternoon. The Green Bay Packers and the Los Angeles Rams. Green Bay 32, the Rams 18. So obviously this game uh, was very much, I mean, I think a lot of people had this as Green Bay was going to mop the floor with them. I mean, they, I mean, LA handled their own, but it just wasn't enough. I mean, most of their points were garbage points anyway. Green Bay pretty much had this thing wrapped up from the very beginning. Uh, what did you guys feel about this game? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, a little bit more uh, enthusiastic there. <laughs> I mean, it was the more boring game of the all. Yeah. Out of all it, it, the, it's the most boring game of the week. Right. Um, so, with that being said, though, I mean, can now Aaron Rodgers is, and his team are back in the NFC Championship game. Um, and we'll, you know what? I was going to do this by the day, um, but screw it. I'm just going to go ahead and jump straight to the other NFC game. We can talk about the AFC game here in a second. Um, the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the New Orleans Saints played Sunday night, and Tampa Bay pulled off the victory against New Orleans, 30 to 20, um, in a game where they said that you know. Well, this was the game that a lot of people said, man, you know, this could be the final time these two elite, greatest of all time debate quarterbacks could be playing against each other. Uh, How did you guys feel about this game overall? Well, I think Tom Brady came out and said, all right, you know, you you beat us twice in the regular season, but that don't really mean shit because uh, (laughs) we're going to the, the NFC Championship game. And you're going home, right, Raj? How'd you feel what about watching this game? I mean, what happened happened. Uh, I was hoping for the Saints. Uh, everybody's pretty much at this point believing it's Drew Brees' final year, um, and for him to have such a bad game his last year just does not feel right, in my opinion. Right. Well, I mean, his, his the last four playoffs, last four. Uh, playoff games in which he lost you know it wasn't really you know i mean they they did they had the 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 the, uh, the minnesota miracle took place a couple of seasons ago they lost to you know you know that they had that now they had that boogered ass call for uh, uh what was his name coleman that uh, who had the pass interference call with the rams and that was you know which drew drew Brees just had a string of bad luck though overall in terms of you know you know, maybe defenses didn't step up the way they were supposed to, and different things, different reasons. Um, what would you say? I mean, I mean, we could eventually, if this in fact is Drew Brees' last season, what do you think his legacy overall is? Um, almost all the records for a quarterback. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he he definitely goes down as one of the greatest quarterbacks to to ever play the game. Um. Top five, top ten, guaranteed. 
I would say top five. Yeah. I, would, I, would, I would put him up there in top five. Yeah. Based on I just can. statistics alone. Yeah, I can do that. Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, there's a few guys I don't see him being over. Um, and depending on what the outcome of this season is, depending on where I would rank him, depending on if some other, depending on you know, which again, Tom Brady going to his what fifteenth different conference championship game, his first NFC. There was a funny uh, meme that I it, seen. It, there was no. a funny, Go ahead. You can't count. You can't count the AFC. Tom Brady's in a whole new division. This is his first championship game. I well, mean, yeah. his first, yeah, his first NFC championship game. Yeah. You're right. But I find it very funny. There was a meme that I seen. Tom Brady has been in the NFC one year, and he's made the conference championship one time. Dallas since 1997. Da- Dallas, the Dallas Cowboys haven't even been to the NFC championship like, like it it was it was the way it was worded it was more funnier than the way I'm explaining, I'm explaining it so please forgive no, me no I, I get it because fuck the Cowboys <laughs> right alright so basically your NFC championship game will be the Green Bay Packers and the, the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers but before we get it's to the that, battle of the bay the battle of the bay in the bay no um so now we're gonna kick it over to the AFC so AFC Saturday uh, Saturday night Buffalo Bills took care of business against the uh, Baltimore Ravens, 17-3. to um, Just a very poor performance by the Baltimore Ravens. You figured they would have been more of a fight, considering that the Indianapolis Colts put up a pretty good performance versus the Bills, and the Ravens came out and laid an egg. That's because the Colts can pass a ball. <laughs> exactly. So what I do mean, you, Go ahead. I'm sorry. It, go ahead. No, no, no. I was going to say... It, it, Lamar has flashes of ability to pass the ball, but they don't. He's not a a passer. He's he's a running quarterback. He can pass okay when he needs to, but if you're just relying on him to pass the ball. It's not going to happen. I mean, he's not Big Ben. He's not Drew Brees. He's not uh, Aaron Rodgers. He's not a Tom Brady. You know, those guys run when they have to. Whereas Lamar is pass when he has to. Right. You know what I mean? No, I I know exactly what you mean. I mean, the, the thing about it is, though, is that, I mean, that's I mean that's straight out the Michael Vick playbook because Michael Vick was that way in Atlanta, and it Michael Vick was a better passer. You're right, he was a better passer, but he didn't utilize his passing ability in Atlanta the way that he utilized it in Philadelphia, and that may have been a Jim Moore Jr. versus Andy Reid uh, conversation more than anything. Oh, definitely, Andy Reid definitely knows how to use him better. Right? Yeah, absolutely. Um, speaking of Andy Reid, and this is the game that I knew we were fixing to talk about. Um, oh my God. Uh, you gonna get me fired up this I, early? In, we less than ten minutes in. You gonna get me fired up, bro? But we less, yeah, we less than ten minutes in. Hey, get fired up! It's Movement Radio. The Kansas City Chiefs are going back to the AFC Championship game. I think for like the third or fourth year in a row, or some bullshit. Third year straight. Third year straight. And they shouldn't After, be, huh? And they shouldn't be. You're right. They, they should, should not be. They should not, not be. They beating the Cleveland Browns twenty-two to seventeen. Um. 
uh god man you know that first and foremost the brand new uh kansas city chiefs jerseys came out this week they got the stripes on the front it looks they look, they look good um hadn't seen them oh, don't care you see them you yeah. See them here. oh yeah you do you've seen them you've seen them the referees had them on Oh yeah, <laughs> but not not on some on some serious shit though. Like what? Why the fuck wasn't that a targeting call going into the end zone? Because <sighs> it was it was the Browns doing it, not the Kansas City Chiefs doing it. Exactly. Um. So so the reasoning behind that that I got was because that I think play we uh, I think was, we should tell them what the play is first for the people that didn't watch it. Uh, yeah, we're um. What's the kid's name? Sorensen. I can't remember his first name. Sorensen on the the Chiefs. Um, literally launches what eight yards head first yeah. into Richard Higgins, and yeah. I mean like there was no like trying to tuck the shoulder in or put your arms out or anything. He literally launched like a a bullet head first, led with the crown of his helmet right into Rashad Higgins' helmet uh, at the goal line, forcing him to fumble. Um, the fumble goes through the end zone, resulting in a touchback. Stupidest rule. That's That rule in itself is ignorant, um, but it was clearly targeting. He led with the crown of the helmet. Helmet-to-helmet contact had that been had that been a, a Cleveland Browns player just swiping his helmet against Patrick Mahomes, there would have been a targeting call and he'd have been ejected from the game. Like the thing is, like it, the dude was airborne, so he was defenseless. So yeah. that one right there, unnecessary roughness or anything right there could be called targeting for sure because he did leave with the crown of his helmet. I mean, if that was even Chad Henney being hit like that automatic foul or uh, penalty they may have been injected or whatever but since it was Rashard Higgins diving for a touchdown that would have put them tied or in the lead I can't remember for sure uh, I think it would have put them within three Yeah, going into half yeah. but yeah we can't have that I mean yeah. and it, it's so bad because the Browns definitely played better oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I think, they were the better team. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, yeah, absolutely, they were the better team. Um, and I think, I, in a way, like I feel just so. As a fan, not not a fan of the Cleveland Browns, but as a fan of football, I felt robbed that because the same situation, in a sense, happened with fucking Pat Mahomes, which they said, "Oh well, he hit him with the helmet." No, the fuck, he never hit him with the helmet. But hold on, before we get to that. Okay, um, go ahead. The the explanation that I heard as to why that call I'm sorry, that play was not called was because it happened within two minutes of the end of the quarter and the fumble through the back the fumble through the end zone superseded that uh hit. And if that's true that's complete and utter bullshit. Uh, yeah, absolutely. The penalty should supersede the play. Absolutely. No, for sure. Yeah, I mean. Absolutely. Now um, we get to pick and choose. Yeah, yeah. Now we can pick and choose. Right. But here, and here's the thing. Every year, it, it, it's, it's almost like clockwork. Every single year, 
there's always that one bullshit call or non-call that happens. It's happened the past several years. It happened with the New Orleans Saints against the uh, LA Rams. Um, it happened just this past game. I mean, we can honestly say we can go back 19 years all the way to the fucking tuck rule, you know, as, you know, for, for bullshit, you know, plays or whatever, you know. Um, but then, you know, at some point in the game later on, Pat Mahomes goes down with a concussion. And they's like, oh, well, what appeared to be a concussion. Say what now? Say. We, we should say it's it's what appeared to be a concussion. Right. Uh, well, upon they said, yeah, they said further oh, explanation, he, it's yeah. not. Yeah, well, well, he goes. Which oh. makes no sense. Yeah, well, he, he they were like, oh, we'll, we'll, we'll. no. He drove him down to the ground. It ain't, it ain't, look, it's not that guy's fault that Pat Mahomes put his head down and rammed his damn helmet into the freaking fucking grass. It ain't his fault. You know what I'm saying? It's like, you know, you still got to protect yourself out there, you know? Um, but do you think that, okay, that particular play, did did he get in trouble for that play? Do we know that? If he got in trouble for the play, giving him, giving him a concussion? He he did not get in trouble. Okay. Um, it was clearly a legal hit. He he hit with the, the shoulder and essentially rode him to the ground. Um, right. That happens all the time. Yeah. It, if you go back and look at that play, uh, you will see that Pat Mahomes spikes himself into the turf. He does. Uh, and upon reviewing that play, which I have several times showing several different people, uh, the way he tucks his head, um, I think it's, uh, what's the guy who hit him? Miller? Is that right? Milner, Miller, something like that. Yeah. Something like right. that, I believe. Um <clears throat> Pat Mahomes essentially traps his uh forearm in under his helmet, in between his helmet and his pads. Uh so I mean if he wanted to remove his arm from he he wouldn't have been able to anyway. Right. So um yeah. but so he that was he goes in. Pat Mahomes goes into the the, the blue tent, um, which which was the second time for that game he went in. The first time he went in uh, and came out with an ankle injury. That time he goes in and they diagnose that he uh, is in concussion protocol and is going to be out for the rest of the game. Right. Um. So. Uh, literally today I was reading an article and they're saying that it was not a concussion. However, there's something jacked up with his neck. Mm. So he still has to go through concussion protocol to be able to play sun Sunday. Uh, yeah, Sunday. Um, but, uh, depending upon that, they're also going to run some tests on his neck and see if he'll be able to hold up for the game. Right. Right. Um, so yeah, so that's definitely something that's going to, that we need to look forward to. Um, it would it be, I mean, it's obviously, um, Pat Mahomes does give them the best chance to win at the quarterback position. Um, you know, considering Chad Henney is the backup. Um, if you're the Buffalo Bills right now, what do you, what do you, I mean, are, do you prep for both? Do you prep for one? What exactly? They have to prep for both. 
Right. Because I think it's going to be a game-time decision on whether Mahomes plays or not. I'd prep for Mahomes. I would just prep for Mahomes. Because, I mean, we know it's, it's playoff times. They're not want to sit him out. Right. Well, that being said, ladies and gentlemen, it will be the Buffalo Bills and the Kansas City Chiefs in the AFC Championship game. It'll be the uh, Green Bay Packers and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers in the NFC Championship game. And the two winners will go on to the Super Bowl. Um, so in other news, you know, cause we also we have different, well, uh, go ahead. I'm sorry. Go ahead. I was going to say, hold on. Can, can we actually talk about how well, how well, uh, Chad Henney played in that game? We when can. he came in? We can. Um, I, and I think it goes back to what we were saying is as good as Pat Mahomes is, you can interject with the, the way that that system is ran with Andy Reed, uh, and the weapons that are on that field, it literally, you can plug and play quarterbacks. Right. And I think that that, we, we learned that uh, because, if I'm not mistaken, there's a uh, there's a quote out there that says, Andy Reid doesn't rely upon the player's ability. He relies upon his knowledge. And he can literally put anybody into the position. And if they follow the way he has it laid out, they will succeed. Right. Right. Um, so, I believe, if I'm looking at this page correctly, uh, the 10th Annual NFL Honors uh, will be uh, presented this year. It says, NFL Honors, which debuted in Indianapolis in 2012 is the National Football League's annual awards showing the NFL's recognition for the best players, best performances, and best plays of the season. Um, and then they got, you know, different Hall of Fame classes. Um, I'm trying to find exactly where the... Uh, and I may be looking in the wrong place. I mean, I'm on, I'm on NFL.com, uh, but I may be looking in the wrong place. Have they actually picked the winners this year, or are there, is there still competition for because I see there's you know it says 22 NFL executives vote on the award uh, for MVP, Defensive Player of the Year, top rookies, blah 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 blah. Because um, it says that it will be. Let me go back and look real quick. It says that it says that everything will be announced on Saturday, February sixth, two thousand and twenty-one. So, the nomination announcements will. I think I believe I believe they already have the nomination announcements already. I think they the announcements have already been made, and they're supposed to announce the uh, draft class for the twenty twenty one season, if I'm not mistaken. Um, what do you got? I think I think we've already had this discussion a couple weeks ago when we talked about the MVP and defensive players of the year and things of that nature. Um, there's also you know the Walter Payton Man of the Year award that always uh, gives uh, gets out. Um, I don't think we talked about the the Hall of Fame class of the upcoming uh, people who could possibly be um, eligible for the Hall of Fame in 2021. Um, if you guys could, I guess, just throw out there players who you feel like maybe aren't in the Hall and could possibly be joining this elite group. Um, like I'm out, I'm on ProFootballHallOfFame.com, um, where it says Class of 2021, and I don't think the that had it has been officially made yet. Um, they do have the 25 uh, players, and it says you can even cast a fan vote 
um, on the on the website. Um, but as of now, the twenty five players, modern era players, who are the semifinalists. Um, if you don't mind me telling this, is Eric Allen, Jared Allen, Willie Anderson, Rondé Barber, Cornelius Bennett, John. I'm sorry, uh, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Rodney Harrison, Tory Holt, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Clay Matthews Jr., Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Steve Tasker, Fred Taylor, Zach Thomas, Heinz Ward, Reggie Wayne, Patrick Willis. Darren Woodson and Charles Woodson, Bryant Young, and probably one of the greatest quarterbacks of all time, Peyton Manning. Now, this announcement was made back on November 24th of 2020. There's uh, an updated list. There's man. an updated one. Yeah. I'm not having seen it here. Here it is. I'm it, sorry. Literally right there. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> there yeah, we this go. was on uh, 1 5 2021. Oh, so, just very recently. So you got Jared Allen, Rondé Barber, Tony Baselli, Leroy Butler, Alan Fanica, Tory Holt, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, Clay Matthews Jr., Sam Mills, Richard Seymour, Zach Thomas, Reggie Wayne, Charles Woodson. Okay, so let's just say... Hold on. Is it Clay Matthews? Okay, it is Junior. Never mind. Yeah. Yes, Junior. And it says that Jared Allen, uh, Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, and Charles Woodson, this is all their first year of eligibility and they're already in the fi- they're already considered finalists. So with that being said, if you can look at this list, let's just look at just the list that's in front of us right now. If you yeah. had your vote for five players to go into the Hall of Fame this year, who would you pick? Um so real quick for the five, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Tory Holt, Peyton Manning, and Charles Woodson. Okay. For me, I would go with um, Alan Fanica, Peyton Manning, John Lynch, Calvin Johnson. Oh, man. My heart tells me Zach Thomas, but it's hard for me to go against guys like, you know, Richard Seymour and... uh, Charles Woodson too, so I'm gonna go. With, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go Charles Woodson on this one. Even though I do think Zach Thomas will get in eventually, I don't think he'll get in this year. He'll probably be. He'll probably be a maybe a third or fourth um, entry probably. Um, so yeah, I would say if I had my pick for this year, I'd say Alan Fanica, Calvin Johnson, John Lynch, Peyton Manning, and Charles Woodson. What about you, Chip? Uh, so <laughs> I honestly think that the four first year eligibles are gonna go in. Okay. Uh, Jared Allen, Calvin Johnson, Peyton Manning, Charles Woodson. Uh, and then I would probably add John Lynch. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, uh, there's, go ahead, Chip. This is, oh, go ahead. Oh, what were you going to say, Roger? I was like, this is John Lynch's eighth attempt. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, I, I think he'll, I, I think he, he, he'll go in. Yeah. They may choose somebody else over him, but I, I think it, it would be hard to keep. I, I I do think Peyton Manning first ballot Hall of Famer. Yep. Um, Bonafide. I, I I think he goes in this year, bar none. Um, Calvin Johnson Calvin, for sure. I think Calvin Johnson, yes, uh, for sure. Um, I really feel like Charles Woodson. Uh, 
should go in this year. Uh, and then if we're, if I had to take one out, I would take out Jared Allen, uh, put in Zach Thomas and probably John Lynch. Yeah. Um, if I had to choose somebody that was on, you know, this was their first, basically first ballot that I didn't think was going to go in, it would be Jared Allen. Yeah, I, I would say so too. Uh, I think Alan Fanica, though, for those of you who don't know, he was a, a lineman for the Pittsburgh Steelers, um, and he is actually considered in in the in the in the hallowed halls of the Steeler Nation, like really one of the best linemen that the Steelers ever had. Um, and you know, I definitely think you know with him having that that lineage and that prestige, you know, I think he won I think two championships with uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers, if I'm not mistaken. I might be wrong about that one. But I want to say he won two with the Pittsburgh Steelers. Let me go and look real quick. Yeah. He lost a shit. About, Wait, so he's not about Alan Fanica? Yeah. He was with the Steelers from 98 to 2007. Yeah. So he so he won at least one championship with them. Oh, he won one for sure. Yeah. 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 The, the Wikipedia picture that is uh, posted actually... Um, is from 2007, and he don't look anything like that anymore. He lost a shit ton of weight. Um, he doesn't need to be big anymore, right? Well, he lost. Well, according to this, it says that he retired back in 2011, ending his disgruntled career with. <laughs> I'm sorry, distinguished. Why the fuck does it say disgruntled? What the fuck? <laughs> it says his his career with nine Pro Bowl appearances, eight All Pro selections, and one Super Bowl ring. In recognition of the weight-related issues that he suffered uh, by many retired wrestlers, he lost over 100 pounds since retirement. And in February of 2014, he successfully completed the New Orleans Rock and Roll Marathon with a finish time of 3 hours, 56 minutes, 17 seconds. You know you called him a wrestler, right? Did I say wrestler? Yes. yes. <laughs> I got wrestling on the TV. I got, a, I got all this stuff. I'm losing my mind right now y'all i'm so sorry you, you just got you got wrestling on your brain for whatever reason yeah but anyway so yeah uh, so, can we pick our games first because i don't think we picked our games what games are we talking about you know the, the four final games or the two final no, games we haven't i mean i mean if, if the, there's the a three, three, two I mean, final games i mean what you talking about the two final games? Yes, yeah, I said I meant to say two final games. Yeah, no, no, we haven't yet. Uh, we can do that real quick before we get into anything else. Yeah, because I mean, there's only two games. I figured we, you know, would have said last week's stuff and jumped right to pick it next week, and then do yep. all the other stuff because it'd be quicker. Right. All right. Sorry, I, sorry, sorry, I distracted you guys by you know calling Alan Fanica a wrestler and blah blah blah. But you know, <laughs> I mean, what kind of funny? His disgruntled career. His disgruntled yep. career. Hey, hey, don't blame me. Blame Wikipedia. They said it. That's my excuse from now on. Don't blame me. Blame Wikipedia. Put that motherfucker on a t-shirt. Hashtag free turkey Pete. But anyway, it's free Joe Exotic now. Yeah, free yeah Joe yeah. Exotic now. There you go. Yeah, we're we're hoping that the. Uh... The current president will uh, pardon Joe Exotic. <laughs> That's legit. I really hope. I, I, don't, I don't think he did anything wrong. No, he uh, I can't. Okay, first of all, he did. We can't say he didn't. Well, you can't say that Carol Baskin bitch did anything, di no different thing than he did. 
I'm not saying she didn't do anything different. I'm just saying he did do some shady that stuff. That bitch fed her husband to a fucking tiger. Allegedly. Okay, I'm, Allegedly. Yet again, yet again, I'm not talking about her. I'm talking about <laughs> Joe. <laughs> You're talking about Joe. You over here deflecting, sir. Just Joe. <laughs> yeah. That damn fucking docuseries got everyone through the pandemic. Hey. No, it started uh, the pandemic. Yeah, it started the pandemic. Actually, no, I'm sorry. Uh, Kobe Bryant's death started the pandemic. Yeah. Yeah, it did. Peace, Kobe. Damn, how long has it been? When did he... Wait, how... Has it already been a year? It's almost a year. Almost Almost a year? year. Yeah. Yeah, because he died after Isla was born. (laughs) Man. That's crazy. I remember we did a whole episode. I know we we did a whole... uh, I know we did a whole episode about it. Yep. Um, He's exactly one week from today. Yeah, man. Yeah, uh, but let's go ahead and hit these uh, conference championship games. The two games, um, in no particular order, uh, the Buffalo Bills, Kansas City Chiefs. Who you guys got? Bills. It's Bills Mafia season now. Just because there's so much. Not controversy. There's some. There's there's too many questions right now at the quarterback position. If Pat if Patrick Mahomes does play, how effective is he going to be? You know, is he going to be the same Pat Mahomes, or is he going to be hesitant? Is he going to? Is he going to be more conservative with his gameplay? And I, I, and I'll say this: I think that I think that the Bills' defense can hang with the Chiefs' offense. But I don't think that the Chiefs' defense can hold the Bills' offense because I mean, if you if you if you look back, because I think that I mean, the Bills could have beat them this past season, um, and I think with the stakes being as high as they are now, I think the Bills could win. Um, so I definitely don't think we can look at. I mean, if we look back at the. Uh, the Tampa Bay and New Orleans game, you can't look at what happened in the regular season as any indication of what's going to happen. I know. That's why I'm leaning more toward the Bills than I am the Chiefs right now. Yeah. Not only that, the Bills are playing, they have literally progressed every single game this season, and they are playing like the best team right now. Yep, that's what I was going to say. When the Chiefs beat them in week nine, the Bills were like, oh, okay. Yeah, just watch this. Yeah. And they have literally gotten better every single game. Right. Where I don't think that the Chiefs have gotten better. They may they may be on par to what they were on week nine. They may have digressed a little bit, to be honest. I'm not gonna say digressed. digressed. I think they yeah. they stay plateaued, but I don't think they've digressed. No, I mean anytime anytime you got, you know, those weapons you know, you still have a chance to win regardless of who's throwing the football. You still No, no, no. I, I agree. But I... If you go back and you look at Patrick Mahomes' quarterback play, I really feel like he either plateaued or digressed over the course of the season. Right. Um, I think he just plateaued. I mean, he's he's been exciting because he's been doing a bunch of random things here or there, but after a while, it's the same stuff. Now we've seen it more, more than once. Exactly. Uh, I mean, 
And to be honest, he makes good plays, but the people that actually make the amazing plays are Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill. Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. I mean, Travis Kelsey literally plays like a, he's just a big wide receiver. Like, that's all it <laughs> Pretty is. Pretty much. If he wasn't six foot seven, he would be on the wideout. Shit, you know what? It wouldn't surprise me being six foot seven. They'd put him out there. It wouldn't. Uh, you don't. Oh, no, he's blo- he's still, he's strong. He blocks pretty well. <laughs> but you don't think? Yeah, Andy, he he's definitely the true definition of a blocking tight end. But you don't. But you don't think Andy Reid might pull some rabbit out of his ass and put him on the on the wide end just to confuse people? No, he puts him on the slot. But but that's what he I'm does. saying. I mean, he takes him off, takes him away from the line. Like I mean, yeah, he, he takes him off the line, but he he's not gonna put him all the way. Out. Like it, like if he's off the line, it's by a yard. It ain't that far off. <laughs> so you don't see him going like all the way, like almost sideline over there with Tyreek and them, probably. Uh, I mean, they they still have Demarcus Robinson, uh, Miko Hardman, and Sammy Watkins. I mean, they just have their outsides already got speed. He's just like he's strong enough. That's why he's always line. Yeah, I mean he's he's gonna go against linebackers. That's yeah. what he's good at. Yeah. So so yep. you say the so, Bills. I'm I think leaning, we all we all three have the Bills. I'm leaning Bills. Uh, oh. Okay. Because there's a part of me that still <laughs> thinks but here's the reason why I say that. As much as I would like to see something new in the postseason, because I'm sick and tired of seeing the same teams every single year in the Super Bowl, and I get it, you know, it's legacy, it's dynasty, it's greatness, it's blah, 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 go fuck yourself, Shannon Sharp, I don't care. The thing is, is I want to see some new blood in there, and with Josh Allen being at the helm, someone who I can clearly see, you know, I can clearly see him winning the MVP, I don't think it's going to happen, I still think, I still say they're going to give that to Aaron Rodgers, but we will certainly see. Um, just because I don't want to get burned, which I probably, you know what? And if I'm wrong about it, fine, I'm wrong about it. But I'm gonna go with the Chiefs, just because I just because I don't want to feel like, I mean, I'm gonna probably feel like an idiot anyway. But I'd rather feel like an idiot and be wrong about the Chiefs as opposed to picking the Bills and then being wrong about that one. So, you know. okay, I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm hedging my bets, if you will. I mean, it's a 50-50, and they're both one of them is going to go to the championship. So it's not like you're doing a bad decision or anything like that, right? Right. You know, I just want something different. I want the Bills, but I don't think it's going to happen. I, I want the Bills too because and this is me yeah, as a, much, and this is me as a Dolphins fan saying this, by the way. So you know, you said Jets wrong. Yeah, you, you, I, 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 <laughs> I heard Jets. <laughs> it, it sounded weird, but oh, hold on! I, oh, oh, I know I'm not hearing this coming from a Cowboys fan and a Peyton Manning fa- or a, uh, a, a Cam Newton fan. What's wrong with Cam Newton? You hate him, remember? I don't hate Cam Newton. Yes, you do. I hate the he's Patriots. Been, I don't win. hate Cam Newton. He, he's literally rooted for him all season. Yeah, I don't hate Cam Newton. I hate the Patriots. <laughs> okay, then you won't wear a fucking Bill Belichick hoodie, motherfucker. <laughs> I mean, I'm okay with that. Quit burying I mean, me, man. Let's keep going. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The, the, the second game for the week for the uh, NFC Championship game, you got the Tampa Bay Bucks versus the Green Bay Packers. I like to dub it the Battle of the Bay because they're both something Bay. Um, um, so you have the 43-year-old versus the 34-year-old? Is Aaron Rodgers only 34? I might be off. 
a couple years. But um, I'm going to go with, um, I'm going to say Green Bay because I can't support Tom Brady, you know, uh, Patriots man, no matter what, even if he's not there anymore. Um, 37, wow, I was off a couple years. Yeah, you were off just a couple years. That's not bad. He ran a 4 7 for a quarterback. That's not bad. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Sorry. That makes me sick. You and I are the same age. And he's a multi-millionaire. Yeah, but he looks like he's... He looks like he's old as fuck, though. It's because that stupid mustache he always grows. That's true. But, um, no, uh, I'm going to say that the, uh, the Green Bay... I want to go with Green Bay. Their, their offense is just too... Like, they're on a different level offensively, and... Tampa Bay's defense hasn't been well. I can't say that because the way they played against the Saints, they played amazingly. Um, <laughs> All right, so so your prediction is Bills Packers Super Bowl. Yes. Okay. Talon. Against my better judgment. Oh no. Hold on. Time out. Before you say anything, if you say you're going to pick Tampa Bay. And didn't pick the Bills, man. That's that's because he because he's actually loyal to the Patriots, and he wants that Tom Brady ring again. You you need you need to uh, drink some more some more beer, sir. Anyway, I'm sorry. Your picks are <laughs> Packers. Uh, honestly, Is that honestly where you were going to go, Packers? That's, I mean, it's where I think, I mean, the chances are, you know, the Packers would end up, you know, you would hope that the Packers would win, but you got to think about the way Tampa Bay played against them earlier this year. Tampa Bay, but, Tampa Bay staunched them, beat them down. Could we see that same performance? I don't know if we'll see a beat down like we've seen, but I do think that, you know, the Packers can come back and at least make a better game out of it than they did in the, the first time around. But yeah. now nah, the Buccaneer, now nah, the, the, the I, I'm going to say the Packers, but I just got a feeling the Buccaneers are going to end up freaking winning it just because it's fucking Tom Brady, but I'm going to stick with the Packers. All right. My Super Bowl prediction is the Buffalo Bills versus the Tampa Bay Bucks. Um I Tom Brady is is playing on a different level than he was in New England. Um I I've said this numerous times to numerous different people. He's he's playing with a sense of ease about him. Uh I've I've noticed watching games that when he was in New England, if a play didn't go precisely how it was supposed to, he'd fucking pitch a fit, throw his helmet, and stuff like that, right? Right. This season, he hasn't done that. And there's been a lot of plays that didn't go the way that they should have. But he, he's been calm and cool, and look at where they are now the NFC championship game. And I just have this gut feeling that the Bucks are going to the Super Bowl. 
you that's may, my prediction. I mean, I mean, you, I mean, like what Roger said earlier about the AFC title game. I mean, it's a 50 50 shot, yeah, but. The thing about it is, though, is that, like, I mean, because e- either way, it's either Aaron Rodgers, who is the definition of diva quarterback, and then you got Tom Brady. Wait, what do you mean? What do you mean? <laughs> Excuse me, sir. What I mean is that Tom, I'm, I'm sorry, Aaron Rodgers for many, 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 many years has always blame deflected. It's not my fault. It's your fault. He had did, he's done that with several teams uh, that he's that he's uh, quarterbacked. You know, throughout the years of playing in Green Bay, uh, the, the 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 only championship year that he ever had was when he had big time uh, playmakers on this defense. Guys like Clay Matthews, guys like B.J. Raji, guys like that. But when things go wrong, because that the whole thing with uh, fucking. Uh, you know, Mike McCarthy and the whole deal was, you know, is that, oh, it's, it's my, don't blame me. It's his fault. You know, even though his, his statistics have slowly, gradually gone down over the course of the last four years. Now, it wasn't until this year where he, his, his stats were on, were on the, on the upswing. Because yeah, because he actually has, like Devontae Adams not hurt and he actually has other receivers catching finally. Not only that, we, we you look what Mike McCarthy's doing right now. He's sitting on the couch right now. Hey, what team did he coach? He to, he coached Green Bay. You're right. No, what team is he coaching? Like, what team is he coach? Cowboys. Fuck what the Cowboys? Team? How did they finish? It's not about my. Okay, this isn't about Mike McCarthy. This is about Aaron Rodgers. I'm not talking about that. What I'm saying is that Aaron Rodgers has been known, and it's well documented. You can look it up. He has been known to blame the flex. He would, instead of saying, instead of putting all the obus on his shoulders, he would blame the wide receivers for not running the correct route. He would blame his, uh, he would basically, instead of being the leader saying, hey, man, next play, let's just go back, let's go back out there, let's let's go again, you know, just be just a, a berate of asshole to a lot of people, you know, which is where he got, I mean, they've said it on several different, you know, shows that, you know, he's, you know, kind of an asshole, you know. You can talk. I was listening. I didn't know if you were done or not. (laughs) I'm I'm done now. Okay. All I'm saying is that man is literally top five quarterbacks right now and has played with some of the bummiest teams and still makes the playoffs. I'm not saying that he's not a bad quarterback. I'm just saying he's a diva. That's all I'm saying. Never once did I question his play as a quarterback. All I'm saying is that he blamed the flex. We'll move on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh... <laughs> I get upset because I called somebody that we don't have no personal knowledge of the diva quarterback. It's like shit. <laughs> it's supposed to be entertaining, man. That was Roger's way of being entertaining. Okay. He just yeah. wanted you to uh, to defend your statement, calling him of a di- uh, calling of him a diva. Okay. Uh. So. Yeah, he can call me. You guys. Let's see. You guys have Chiefs Packers. Uh, I'm no. sorry. 
I have Bills. Bills. Talon has Chiefs Packers. Roger has Bills Packers. I have Bills Bucks. So we all three have something. One of the three of us are gonna be right. Come super week. I mean, wait, hold on. There's another possibility. Hold on a minute, because no, it could be Bucks Chiefs. You're right. It could be Bucks Chiefs. I mean, maybe none of us are right. (laughs) Come, come this week. Well, we got a we all got a 25% chance right now. That's right. Yeah. Uh so anything else you guys want to say about those games? No, nah, uh I think that uh, let's ask this though. What game do you think is going to be more entertaining to watch? Ooh. Ooh, that's hard. I think they're going to both be be really entertaining and I think they're both going to be really close. I don't think there's a blowout either way. No. If there is a blowout, then it might be Green Bay over Tampa Bay simply because Tampa Bay has been known to give up, you know, the big plays, has been known to let teams get out. I mean, obviously, look at the second, you know, game they had against New Orleans when New Orleans just blew them out of the fucking water on Monday night football or Sunday night football. Or was it Monday night? It was one of them nights. It was one of them nights. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, I mean, so the possibility is there. Um, will it happen? I don't think so, but the possibility is definitely there. Yep. All right. Well, yeah. oh, <laughs> say what? I was like, yeah, not not much really else to say about these games. I mean, they're going to be exciting regardless. Right. Yeah, I think so. All right. Well, let's get into a, a little bit of news around the NFL right quick. Um, so we we talked about. Well, let, let's actually um, hit the the next portion of the draft. Uh, we added four teams to the, the draft. So pick uh, 25, 26, 27, and 28. Uh, you got the LA Rams at 25, which will actually go to Jacksonville. And that was the uh, Jalen Ramsey trade. Right. Uh, you have Cleveland at 26, Baltimore at 27, and New Orleans at 28. Um, so, uh, looks like they've got Jacksonville picking up Alex Leatherwood, the offensive tackle out of Alabama. Mm-hmm. That should what be a good pickup. Oh, it'd be a damn good pickup. Anything, any, any prospect out of Alabama... You should have some success with them, right? Should have some success with them. You would hope. Their track record just isn't that great when, when Alabama players bump over into the NFL. Now, there have been a couple of good exceptions. Um, a couple, but the track record's not great. I mean, they statistically, <clears throat> every year Alabama puts, what, 30 players into the NFL? Something like yeah. that, yeah. You know, but one every one or two every other year are a hit yeah well i, I mean I've had, right well, would I, you agree or disagree am, am i exaggerating no oh, no you're no, you're no, right no, I, mean, I actually i found this real quick um it's it's uh it's from the website saturday down south um and it's 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 basically it's a top 10 list it's the top 10 best players currently in the nfl who played um for Alabama, okay. Um, and I, and I'm not saying I'm not just that they're in the league. They don't. They're not like 
upper echelon of the league that they they play in the league. Um, okay. Number ten would be Ruben Foster from the, from the uh, San Francisco 49ers. Um, number nine is quarterback AJ McCarron for the Buffalo Bills. Number uh, uh, he's yeah, the backup in here. Yeah, um, but they're just talking about Alabama players currently playing in the NFL. I guess where they ranked. That's what I'm saying. AJ McCarron's the backup quarterback in Houston right now. I thought for, for whatever reason I thought he was in Buffalo still, but okay. No. Um. Yeah. Uh. Number eight is uh, Donta Hightower for the uh, New England Patriots. Number seven is Haha Clinton Dix for the Green Bay Packers. Okay, I'm already hating this list. Number six is Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans. Why? That's what I'm saying. Uh, number five is... No, why are you hating it? No, because of, right now, you can say Derrick Henry is the best... Run- okay, but they said it's not going by the NFL. I'm sorry. Um, number five is Mark Ingram, who currently plays for the Baltimore Ravens. Oh, no, he got released today or yesterday, or was it? can't remember which one he got released for. Um, number four is Landon Collins for the Giants. Uh, number three is Amari Cooper for the Dallas Cowboys. Number two is C.J. Mosley for the Ravens. And number one is Julio Jones for the Atlanta Falcons. Okay. Yeah. But, but if you look, I mean, but, but, I mean, if you look at all 10 of these players in a vacuum now and say, well, well, who's the currently the best player out of these 10 players currently in the NFL right now? Just out of these 10 players, you'd probably say Derrick Henry. It's not even a problem. He is the best player. No, that, yeah, out of those 10 players, he's he's definitely the he's best. That's right. But So are those the only 10, or are yeah. those the best 10? It, it just says the best 10 that they have. Um, like, best in, in the league right now. Yeah, it's okay. currently in the league right now, yeah. And then NFL.com had one about current players in the NFL who played at the University of Alabama. Um, so, but anyway, anyway continue. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm not saying they're not they're not good players, but, I mean, statistics show that they the Alabama players generally do not transition well to the NFL for whatever reason. Like, they, they put a gazillion players into the NFL in the draft every year, but... It just, I don't know what it is. They just don't transition well. And I wish they would. Right. But who was it that Alabama quarterback, I'm sorry, not quarterback, I'm sorry, Alabama running back who tore everything up? He was just a baby. Trent Richardson? He was. I mean, for a while, and then he disappeared, went to the XFL, did good, and then disappeared again. Yeah. You think I mean he went to he was drafted by Cleveland and was tearing it up in Cleveland. Yeah. I, I, thought he, like, I, I thought he was drafted by Indianapolis. No, he went no. to Indianapolis. Oh, okay. Yeah, he that played in Indianapolis, but he was drafted by Cleveland. Okay. Uh but and he tore good. it up for like a year or two. And he it, did it for a couple of years. Yeah. He, he did I think he actually technically not technically statistically he did better at Cleveland, but he performed, I think, in my opinion, better with the Colts because they had no running game to begin with. Right. Right. So, yeah. But speaking of Cleveland, uh, they got the next pick and they're. Hold on, hold on. Let me think. Let me think. Is it offensive player? No, it is not. Ooh. um, Linebacker. Defensive lineman, yes. Uh, I thought it was linebacker. Okay. 
Is it defensive end? Uh, no. Edge rush? Dang. No. It's a defensive tackle. DL. Oh, just his DFS line? Okay. Yeah. DL. Defensive lineman. From? <laughs> 310 pounds, 6 foot 5, from the University of Alabama. Mm. Christian Barmore. Ah. By this draft, this mock draft that I'm looking at, um, we'll go back. Uh, so at pick number 24, they have the Steelers picking up Najee Harris, running back from Alabama. Pick 25, the Jacksonville Jaguars picking up Alex Leatherwood, offensive tackle, Alabama. Mm-hmm. Pick 26, Cleveland, defensive lineman, Alabama. Christian Baltimore, Alabama. Three yep. in a row. Yeah. Depending on where it uh, falls, yeah. It's a football factory, man. <laughs> yeah, but I, I mean, I think uh, Boyster, their defense a little bit, I, I can see that. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Anytime, I mean, because I mean, your offense is pretty much set. Maybe if you get a couple of, maybe, I don't know, maybe a, a key piece that tied in maybe or something like that, or maybe you can boost up your O-line in the, in the, uh, in the offseason or maybe rebuild and get more depth on the defense possibly. Right. How do you feel about that pick, Roger? Roger? I think he may have actually muted us on accident. Did you no, mute us? I was, I, was, I was sneezing, so I was trying not to. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. But no. Um, I, th- I think it's a great pick, to be honest. Um, I mean, like they're overall, like they're, they're so well rounded, but I think it's a smarter thing, anyways. Uh, like it's really, I, I thought they would go for a linebacker because the middle gets up a lot. That's probably their weakest point. Right. But I, I could see them get, picking up another lineman. Yeah, possibly. Yeah, I mean, we, we just watched the game, you know. <laughs> right. <laughs> I wish we were paid the big bucks to make those decisions. You ain't the only one. Right? Alright. Uh, so Next up, we have the Baltimore Ravens picking at 27 and... A quarterback. No. You said quarterback? <laughs> yes. I'd say wide receiver. Neither. An interior offensive lineman. Oh, wow. So a guard or a center. Yeah. uh, But why? They don't stay in the pocket. (laughs) Right? But uh, this mock draft has them picking up an interior offensive lineman from USC, Elijah Vera Tucker. Okay. And the crickets go wild. I mean... I think I thought they'd go. Yeah, it'd be an offensive weapon on the outside or a running back, really. But I mean, you would think that he they would try to get a wide out, you know. But 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 it also goes back to the old saying: Do you draft for one or do you draft for need? You know, if they're drafting for need, then I get it. But if they're drafting for, you know, drafting for one, you would probably want some somebody who could, you know, which until, you know. 
Lamar Jackson fixes his mechanics as a passer, it doesn't matter. You can have the best wide out in the game over there. You know, if he can't get the ball to him, what's the point? Yeah. I mean, maybe a, a stronger running back. <laughs> yeah. Or maybe, right? or maybe, or maybe, or maybe a tight end. You know, tight ends are getting way more popular now than they were back in the day, you know? Because back in the day, there was very few and far between the good tight ends that you had, you know? Um, but now you got look at the look at look at the look at the you got Kelsey you have Kittle you know you know even Gronkowski at his age can still you know pull out a you know wild game you know if need be you know exactly I like how you say I like how you say his age but he's not really that old no he's younger than us age he's wise he's problem. younger body wise he's not he's had so many injuries and he's been beat up so much it's just an arm injury it's the same arm over and over again yeah damn thing he has he has a J.J. Watt issue. Like, he has one injured thing, but... I mean, this year he didn't get injured like that because he didn't uh-huh. do as much. He didn't have to do as much. He had... <laughs> he had Mike Evans outside there. Yeah, Mike Evans, Chris <laughs> yeah. Godwin. In primary receiver. Yeah, Leonard Fournette getting his six carries for a buck 25 centimeters. Um... I was about to say, he says, what does he get a buck twenty five? <laughs> maybe, maybe he ordering some food and he's getting I off said, the dollar menu. I said centimeters. Learn... <laughs> Learn the metric. Get, some, get, some, get, get, get a measuring tape. Anyway. Uh, uh, and then the final pick is uh, the Saints. And uh, want to take guesses? Yes, no? Um, Quarterback. No. 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 What? No, no. James Winston is not the future of that team. He doesn't need to be the future of the team. He just needs to get him. He just the bridge. A bridge I, to what? Losing? A, Taste the deal. Taysom Hill is the future of that team. Uh, At wide receiver, maybe. <laughs> or running back, maybe. No. Here's the thing. Taysom Hill is going to snap the ball. He's going to fake it to himself. Then he's going to throw the ball 90 yards down the field and sprint down there and catch it for the touchdown. I mean, he's not even that fast. I mean, I don't know what <laughs> yeah, I'm paraphrasing. <laughs> anyway, the Saints are going to pick up um, an outside linebacker from Missouri named Nick Bolton. Okay. Um. Okay. okay. I mean, the, their defense is the strongest. It, I mean, their offense is great, but their defense is stronger than their offense. Like, that's kind of surprising to me. Well, well, but and also, I mean, we don't really know about who's going to stay in free agency and things like that. I mean, they could be losing some pieces on that defense. I mean, I don't see Lattimore going anywhere or anything like that. But I mean. You know, yeah, but my thing is, Drew Brees retiring. Like, if if he retires, there's no, it's not set in stone yet whether or not he will or he won't. You know, it's leaning that way, but I mean, hell, Brett Favre was supposed to retire four times before he actually did. So, I mean, technically, he did retire eventually. Yeah, but after four years of speculation, he just that motherfucker just didn't want to do uh, off season training. No, he didn't want to uh, lose his guaranteed money. Right? Everybody has their reasons. <laughs> now he's selling Levi Wranglers. Mm-hmm. Yep. 
All right. So, uh, any new coaching stuff we need well, to talk about? Uh, yes. Yes. Uh, <laughs> a, few, a few jobs have been filled. The uh, the L.A. Chargers have hired Brad Staley as their new coach. I'll save that one for a minute. Uh, the New York Jets have ro- uh, hired Robert Soleil. Yep. Yeah, oh, Soleil. I told you he was going to get it. I told you he was going to end up getting a, getting a uh, a job that makes him the fifth, I believe, the fifth minority quarterback, minority uh, head coach in the uh, in the league right now. Um, it's I'm, I'm I'm glad that they actually you know did that. Um, I'm glad that it wasn't a situation where they just checked the box. Um, Roger, we've had this. Are we sure it's not just a situation where they checked the box? Well, if it, because if that was the case, then he wouldn't have been hired. If it, if it was a case of, well, we're just checking the box for the Rooney rule so that, you know, we don't get in trouble for not, you know, interviewing a minority head coach. Um, but he obviously got the job, so it wasn't a situation of them just checking a box. Because we have known certain uh franchises who have like well we're really not going to hire you but you know we we, we need it. we we have to interview you just cuz you know I mean, that's been that's happened several times hell it happened last year in carolina you know when lovey smith when they interviewed lovey smith knowing full well that they were going to um uh sign, who the fuck did they who the fuck did they bring in as their head coach I'm going to kick myself in the face for not remembering the head coach of carolina panthers oh shit help me out here guys he, he was a college coach? Yes. From fucking... Hell, I got a computer in front of me. Stop laughing, asshole. Just tell me shit. I don't know his name. <laughs> I will be honest with you. I don't know his name because I, I don't care about the Panthers. Um, <laughs> But, so the uh, Atlanta Falcons hired um, Arthur Smith as their new head coach. Yes, yes. I thought I think I think that was good. Matt Rule. There we go. Matt Rule. That's who it was. Anyway. Yeah. All right. He shit the bed at Oregon against Oklahoma in that cha- in that bowl game. But anyway, um, right. um, no, no, I think it was a good hire by Atlanta to pick up Arthur Smith. Um, hopefully, he can bring some of that, uh, you know, running back, you know, game back because I don't know if Todd Gurley is going to stay in Atlanta because he would that he would be he would probably fit better for Arthur Smith's. Uh, running scheme but i don't know hell atlanta might even you know surprise people and take you know not uh naja harris out of alabama who knows they're slated to pick up justin fields as a quarterback really yep so matt ryan better watch his ass now they gotta have somebody to to replace matt ryan they got nobody on the team matt Schaub was the backup and he just retired yep they got nobody. Yeah, I love Matt Shaw. Bet, bet, uh, honestly, until until Deshaun Watson got there, probably one of the better Texans. Probably overall, he was, he was he's probably the best, best Texans quarterback. quarterback yeah, that's if Deshaun Watson stays a Texans quarterback. He he won't. Um, we'll talk about that here in a minute. Yeah, I had a feeling um, we would. Uh, it is currently expected that the Detroit Lions are going to hire Dan Campbell as their head coach. Hmm, okay. Uh, I mean, well, l- let's see what happens. <laughs> right. And there are two positions, two head coaching positions left open. 
there are the Eagles. They hired or they fired uh, Doug Peterson on January 11th. So that was very recent. Don't think he should have been fired, but I don't make the money to make those decisions. Right. Nope. Damn you, uh, Lori. <laughs> yep. And the uh, Houston Texans head coaching position is still available. So, but the biggest announcement is the Jacksonville Jaguars hiring former Florida head coach, former Ohio State head coach, multi-time national champion, Urban Meyer as their head coach. The timing is what I have a question about. Why now? Why now, all of a sudden? You know, because, I mean, if because I think if Urban Meyer would have left Florida and went to the NFL, I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, this is some of the timing about this just seems weird, fishy to me. For what I don't ask me why. It just does. My know. question is, why not? I have my own thoughts and opinions on him being the head coach, but why not? I mean, Jacksonville done tried everything else. Okay. Three different quarterbacks in the same, you know, you know, you pretty much got rid of every single component that made Jacksonville, Saxonville, you know, got rid of, you know, you know, Calais Campbell, you got rid of Jalen Ramsey. So like, where do you go from here? You know, you can only go and you can only go up from here, you know, and plus with the possibility, which, I think a lot of people say it's more of a probability than a it's more of a guarantee now than it has been that the Jacksonville Jaguars will probably end up taking Trevor Lawrence number one overall. Mm, that there there is uh, a rumor going around uh, amongst the uh, the tabloids and everything that he actually. They is return. not going to be the number one pick. Ah. Trevor Lawrence. Uh, that since Urban Meyer took over as the head coach, he is going to go after a an Ohio State guy and draft Justin Fields. Hey, you know what, though? I mean, it would make sense. You know, go with the quarterback that you're most comfortable with, you know? He didn't, but he didn't coach. He Field. didn't coach him his freshman year or anything like that? No, he was in... Georgia his freshman year. Oh, okay, that's right. Yeah, that's right because he transferred to <laughs> Ohio State after that. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I keep no, forgetting no. that Justin Fields transferred. Like for me, Justin when I hear like you know transfer, um, like it's he, like it's like when I hear Cam, when I think about Cam Newton, I think of him at Auburn. I don't ever think of him being a part of the Florida Gators. He's to me, he's he's an, he's an Auburn guy. You know. Right. Um. So, so here's Urban Meyer's track record. Okay. Okay. He coached at Bowling Green from 01 to 02. Okay. Okay. Then he retired for a year. Came out of retirement. Coached the Utah Utes for a year. From 2003 to 2004. Retired. Then he joined the Florida Gators and 
coached them from 05 to 2010. Then he retired. Then he joined the Ohio State Buckeyes and coached them from 2012 to 2018. Then he retired. And now he is going to be the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. And they um, retire. <laughs> time that he has retired, it was due to health issues. Okay. Right. By health issues, does that mean looking for more money? Um, no. So the the <laughs> looking for more money, I love that. Um from what I understand, each time he retired it was prior to sanctions uh, that were placed due to recruiting um, mishaps, we will say. Violations is what you meant to say? That mishaps. Be proven. <laughs> okay. We will just say mishaps. Allegations. Allegations. There you go. Yeah, there we go. Yeah. Uh, Use the dictionary so- word. <laughs> so each time uh well I won't say each time uh when he retired from Florida State in 2010 he cited health issues um there were um quote unquote recruiting violations had by the Florida Gators uh he retired he was retired for 2 years Started coaching the Buckeyes. Uh, when he retired, there were recruiting violations, alleged recruiting violations for the Buckeyes. He's been gone two years. Now he comes out of retirement. It all seems a little fishy to me. Yeah. Yeah, I mean. I don't know. Uh, I've never liked the guy anyways. He always seems suspicious to me. Well, college football's had a litany of, you know, coaches that have always done some suspicious shit, you know? Pete Carroll. Pete Carroll, fucking... Uh, fuck, who was the guy who was the coach for the, for, the, for uh, SMU? Uh, the, when they got for the, the, the one, Yeah. Which is stupid. Can you think about it? All teams do that. Yeah, but I mean, it wasn't... What were you talking about, like paying the players and all that? Yes. You know what? I'm not going to mention no names, but I I, I know somebody. <clears throat> Played at a very prominent uh, Big 12 school. And I'm not going to say, you know, where he got this uh, big oh, ass, yeah. brand new 2013 I'll... fucking uh, Suburban, but he didn't have the money to pay for it. I wouldn't be saying that stuff. Yeah, the coach allegedly bought him a truck. Or, I mean, a, a car. Yes. Allegedly. I don't know. Allegedly. But uh, not only that, I mean, there was a... Here recently, the old Miss scandal that got blown up, too. Yeah. You guys remember that one? Oh, yeah. I mean, college football... I, my thing is, the only reason why these coaches get in trouble for paying players is because the NCAA wants to make money off of people and not pay people. Exactly. I mean, the death of college football has only been, has only happened 
a handful of times to um I think the last time it happened was I think I think a basketball team, I think like a division three team, McMurray Collar or something like that had a death penalty, which basically all the death penalty is is basically is that you can't compete in your championship games and you, you completely lose the season, you lose scholarships and all these different types of things. But my thing is is like every team does it. They turn a blind eye to the big uh, programs. Whenever they catch the big programs in it, they just take away scholarships from them. Or here recently, they made Reggie Bush give up his championship or his high I mean, trophy. Yeah. But I mean, what what did they really lose? Like right. three years of playing in a championship game, right? But I mean, they make a couple billion dollars off these people and can't even give them like money to literally survive right it's crazy it's okay it's okay to make all that money off of them but to give them even like just give them full housing and board and food like uh, like the thing is when during the summers and holidays these guys ain't got no food no they don't they're basically you know <laughs> I, th- I, th- I can't remember who exactly said it but they were like we need to stop treating our student athletes like you know like you know indentured servants you know because you're basically you know because if a, if a kid his freshman year goes out there and plays and you know tears his fucking knee apart who's gonna take care of him you know is the school gonna you know take care of him you know is he is he gonna are they gonna take care of his medical expenses and shit you know you know, like oh well, well he, he was a student athlete you know he, he obviously you know but it, it, it goes it goes without saying that you know you're supposed to protect the student you know I, feel, I honestly feel like they should at least provide you know they should at least cover like all medical costs for like anything that happens to the kids or whatever you know which I, I, I think they do that if I'm not mistaken but I don't know that for a fact you know right I don't think they do it's a shame yeah but anyway so Chip, do you wanna you wanna jump on to the uh, to the Deshaun Watson trade uh, speculation? In, in, or in just let's let's knock out a, a couple of more real quick uh, news pieces. Uh, the 49ers uh, have promoted from within, and they named uh, Mike McDaniel the new offensive coordinator, and D'Amico Ryan's the new defensive coordinator. Hey, there you go, uh, D'Amico so Ryan's getting a shot at yeah. Yeah, they looked within their organization to to do that. I I, I kind of like that. Yeah. Oh, um, strange. Before you uh, try to seek in, seek out other uh, people. Yeah, that's all. It's all. Right. all it's always good to you know to to go in house. I think. Which what was that, Roger? I said it's strange because most teams don't do that anyway. So exactly. Like I I, I never understood why. Hmm. I doesn't make sense to me. But um, LSU Tigers are expected to hire New Orleans Saints uh, Ryan Nielsen as their new defensive coordinator. Okay, there you go. Um, yeah, because LSU definitely could have used some defense this year. Yes. Um, Sorry, Jordan. <laughs> Shout out to you, Jordan, uh, bitch, buddy. On a on a touch of um, sad news. 
former USC uh, Trojans and LA Rams running back John Arnett passed away at the age yep. of 85. Yep. Rest in peace. Also, shout out uh, to the family, Don Sutton, uh, who was the, I don't know, we're talking football here, but Don Sutton, who was the voice of the Atlanta Braves for so many years, he passed away at the age of 75. So, shout out to the Sutton family. Rest in peace, Don. We're going to miss hearing you uh, in that call. The first time I remember hearing him was uh, when he would, was him screaming, Braves win, Braves win, Braves win, after they won the the, uh, the 1995 World Series. So, you know. That's only I think that's the only baseball championship that I was I was alive for, uh, for as far as my, my team goes. So, but yeah. for, for the Braves, yeah, they ain't won shit since '95. Not shit since '95. Nope. <laughs> uh, so what your team was? Like, I think we talked about this before. I think your team was the most recent chip. Your teams, one of your teams, is the most recent champion. Yeah. Correct. Yes, it is. Yeah. Um. The Washington football team is expected to make Marty Herney the new GM. Okay. Is he going to be deciding uh, on the new name, or are they just going to stick with the with the the Washington football team, or where is this going to go? They're supposed to have a new um, – Yeah, they were uh, set to have one this coming season. Yeah, they're supposed to have a new name and logo and everything uh, for the 21-22 season. Um. What if it's worse? What if they go like full tilt and go worse than what they did before? I, I don't know. That's crazy. Exactly. I would actually. I would actually like it. What do you mean? What, by, if, what do you they, mean by? What exactly do you mean by worst? Like worst, as in like more offensive or? Yes, more offensive. Like what if they changed their name from the Washington Redskins to the Washington Caucasians? Ooh. <laughs> Yo, no, hold on a second. Hold on a second. I'll, I'll I was thinking worse than that. I'll find the T-shirt and show you. There's actually a guy who is this Native American guy, and he was wearing a uh, what looked as though it was a Washington Redskins, uh, but it's, uh, it's, it's, it's Washington Caucasian. But it's, it's just a Caucasian that had a white person. Well, Bomani Jones got in trouble on ESPN for wearing a, a Cleveland Indians. Uh, uh, not Jersey, but a Cleveland Indian shirt. But instead of it saying Indians, it said Caucasians. And the Indian yeah. uh, that was on it was had the blonde hair and fair skin, looked like a looked like a white guy with big teeth, you know. So, so what were you thinking, Rog? You, you said, I mean, I was thinking they'd go full in on it without caring and go something like very like the Washington Moon Crickets. Dang them. <laughs> <laughs> Washington Moon Cricket. I love it. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, the views expressed here on Movement Ready are not necessarily those of the station or anyone involved. Not the new jack your me, ass, motherfucker. Tell me you wouldn't rock a jersey that said that. Hell I would. no. No, I would. I would. I would. Hell no. All day long. <laughs> I would. That'd be uh, so hilarious. I mean, it'd be horrible, but it's hilarious. Oh, yeah. Uh, so the Atlanta Falcons not only got a new head coach, but they named New Orleans Saints Terry Fontenot as their new general manager. There you go. Hopefully yes. you can uh, fix the defense, maybe. Who knows? We'll see. Uh, so I don't know if you've seen this. It came out a couple hours ago, but I know we were talking about the Eagles – head coaching situation but do you see the name they just added to the list 
No. Um, Kellen Moore. Really? Yeah. Wow. Now he's currently the offensive uh... coordinator for the Cowboys. There you go. Yeah. But I mean, he's also the Boise State quarterback. <laughs> I mean, he's not even that old. Right. He be he might if he gets a job, he'd be the youngest head coach probably ever, to be honest. How old is he? Um, I mean, he was playing he was playing in college in like two thousand eight. So I mean mid thirties, maybe like thirty four. Kellen Moore is thirty two years old. Thirty two, wow. Yeah. Yeah, he'd be the youngest. Younger than younger than all of us, well except Roger. Um Yeah, not younger than me. That would make it well. Now, who who what, what would that make him the youngest head coach in NFL history? Yeah, because wasn't it? Jay Gruden was Jay Gruden was in his thirties. No, Sean McFay is thirty four. There you go. Yeah, but how long has he been a head coach though? Only two years now, three. Uh, three. So he started at the age of thirty, going thirty one. Yeah, there's wow. At the age of thirty. Yeah, yeah. Sean McVay is. He became the youngest head coach in NFL when uh, he took over as the Rams head coach in 2017. Yeah, there's no way anybody there's you can't have a younger one than that. Yeah, he was 30 years and 11 months old. Um, Lane Kiffin was 31 when he was the head coach for the for the Raiders in 1975. Oh wow! So, Wait, who? Uh, I'm sorry, uh, Lane Kiffin when he was the head coach in 2007. I was like, yo, dude. <laughs> I was like, uh, he was born in 75. I say, I say I the like, math was way off on that one, wasn't it? I was like, I was like, Lane Kiffin is a vampire, right? That's, that's my bad. I looked at it wrong. It said date of birth, not year. I, I was looking at the date of birth, not the, the years that they were the coach. That's it my happens. bad. It happens. Uh, yep. That's about all the uh, the excitement for this week. Yep, the news I've got. Um, aside from the biggest news that uh, well, not news, the biggest rumor uh right now that would affect the Houston Texans and the Miami Dolphins. Yes, I, uh, I did see. Yes, go ahead. The current rumor is that there are deep, heavy talks that would send Deshaun Watson and his hundred and fifty-six million dollar contract to the Miami Dolphins. Yep. In return, the Houston Texans would get. Tua Tugvaloa and the number three pick and the third pick in the second round. Essentially, Houston would get their picks back. Pretty much, yes. Um, so they would get a they would get a quarterback uh, that they could put on a rookie deal so they would save money. But 
Hello? Hello? Who who is that? You there? How can we help you? I fucking hate websites that have loud commercials. (laughs) Fuck you, Bridgestone. Nice. Um, So, as I was saying, Texans would get a... They, they would be able to save money because they would then get another rookie quarterback. Um, the Dolphins would upgrade their quarterback play yes. immensely. And the, the Texans would downgrade their quarterback play immensely. Um, I, I don't want to see it happen, but I also understand the reasoning behind why yeah um so i found this article on nfl.com uh and it's actually from former nfl player former houston texan quarterback david carr who is now an nfl.com analyst and he uh wrote off this article where he said which which he is proclaiming his list of the top four landing spots that would be the best fit for Deshaun Watson. Okay. His first one is the San Francisco 49ers. Watson is a Bay is Watson in the, he writes, he says Watson in the Bay area would be a home run. Kyle Shanahan has developed his scheme since going to San Francisco with more bootlegs, zone runs, quarterback design runs, and RPOs. And knowing this, I think he could be a better fit in San Francisco. A dual threat signal caller with Watson's ability could is, is something that the offense vastly needs. It says they have a group of young uh, wide receivers with, you know, Debo Samuel and Kendrick Bourne and a premier tight end in George Kittle. And with Jimmy Garoppolo's contract, you know, it could be easy to move and trade and things like that. And it would basically, all San Francisco would have to do is take $2.8 million of dead money hit, you know. And they would also be saving $24 million on the cap. So that could possibly happen. And and if Watson goes to the San Francisco 49ers, then it's easily, I mean, you could easily say that San Francisco would immediately bounce back up to the top of of the NFC West. So, just based off just that, what would you think if they decided to, if he if he did go to San Francisco? Um, I mean, I definitely, it, I definitely see that it would upgrade the the system there in San Francisco. Really fits Deshaun Watson uh, with the bootlegs and everything. Although over the last couple of seasons, he has ran drastically less. Right. Uh, than he did in his first few seasons uh, and has really, really shown that he can be a pocket passer. Right. I think the I biggest... Mean, he showed it this sorry, season. Go ahead. I was saying, Deshaun Watson showed it this season that he's a good yeah. pocket passer. Right. Well, I mean, I mean, if I mean, if we're going to call it, you know, if we're going to keep it, keep it a buck, I mean, San Francisco was so plagued with injuries, they could have, you know, been in contention if the if the injury bug hadn't hit guys like Richard Sherman and Nick Boza and guys like that. So, you know, maybe, you know, this upcoming season, once they get everybody healthy, then maybe it could be a different story in the NFC West. Uh, the, another team that they said that Deshaun Watson can go to is the New England Patriots. 
Now, this feels like a clear landing spot. This is what uh, David Carr said. He says, this feels like a clear landing spot for Watson, considering that the Patriots cap space is $57.3 million per over the cap. Thank you, baby. And, you know, they are in a position to have an open, a starting quarterback with Cam Newton probably not playing. Um, I don't think they're going to go with Jared Stidham. Um, you know, and the fact that Bill Belichick would want to. The, the problem is, though, I think if Josh McDaniels continues to do, because Josh McDaniels did have a more leeway with Cam Newton than he did with Tom Brady, because you can honestly say that Bill Belichick pretty much called the plays for Brady or Brady audible, you know, and pretty much ran the offense essentially. Um, but they said that the Patriots should do everything within their power to get Watson if he does become available. And they could send their 15th overall pick to uh, the Houston Texans this season and possibly whatever pick they have for the, for the very next season. The last time the Patriots had an elite quarterback, they pretty much dominated the division conferences and pretty much the league. So, and it says, the last thing it says, this would be, this would re- basically restart the Patriots engine and allow them to once again compete every year or at least until Bill Belichick decides he wants to walk away. So, with that being said, do you think he would be a good fit in New England? No. No, and that that trade has been rumored since uh, early, early last year. Right. Um, and it was saying that, you know, um, Bill Belichick wanted Deshaun Watson to come to New England, but I just don't think that that fits. I mean, you look at, at Deshaun Watson, he's more of a Cam Newton style quarterback than a Tom Brady style quarterback. A- absolutely. I believe so as well. Roger, what about you? Oh, I don't think he fits there at all. Okay. Uh, proved it this year with Cam Newton that he doesn't know what to do with mobility at all. Um, I don't know why he doesn't want to use. Uh, was it Stidham? I mean, that fits his his style more than anything. So, I don't know what he's looking for, but Watson does not fit that system at all whatsoever. Right. Well, the third team that uh, David Carr is projected for him to go to is the Chicago Bears. The who? Well, hang on. Let, let, let's let's hear him out. It says <laughs> it's it certainly feels like the Bears' chances of retaining Allen Robinson, who's set to become a free agent, grow slimmer by the day. And while Robinson may want a fresh start somewhere, the Bears need to do something and everything within their power to get a stud wide receiver in Chicago. Trading for a player like Watson could be the answer. The Bears made the playoffs this season as an uninspired offense, only ranking 26 overall in the league. And also, without a vital quarterback, and we can all pretty much agree that Deshaun Watson would be a tremendous step up from Mitchell Trubisky. It would basically right the wrong of the uh of the draft if you will um so that's pretty much what i'm saying it says that the bears wouldn't be quite as dynamic or you know but they saying that matt Nagy's system has the ability for him to be the play caller and that he could generate a great performance and could make a great scheme for the quarterback so how would you guys feel if deshaun watson went to chicago I'd rather see him in New England than Chicago. <laughs> you wouldn't want to see him. You wouldn't want to see. You have Deshaun Watson on one side. You had Khalil Mack on the other side. I mean, that would that would definitely be a show to see. 
And if they do retain Allen Robinson, that could, you know, which by all accounts, I mean, everybody's saying that Allen Robinson could possibly go into Miami uh, or, uh, or uh, shit, Miami or New Orleans, I think, are the two big stops for him, that they're wanting for him. Um, so, Raj, what about you? You say what about Watson in Chicago? Um, it's not going to happen. I don't see it happening. Um, Chicago is known for making bad decisions at quarterback. Um, so, also, not only that, they wouldn't be able to retain Robinson because if they get Deshaun Watson, that takes up all their cap space. Right. Right. Well, we will certainly find out. And then the last team that they think could possibly get Deshaun Watson, again, this is David Carr, the New York Jets. If, here, just, just listen. <laughs> again, this is former Houston Texans quarterback David Carr saying this. You can follow him on Twitter uh, and bitch at him there. But anyway, if I like Watson in San Francisco, then the Jets also make sense as a landing spot with a new head coach of Robert Soleil bringing Matt LaFleur, uh, Mike LaFleur, I'm sorry, bringing Mike LaFleur with him as New York's new offensive coordinator from the Mike Shanahan coaching tree. LaFleur's system would highlight Watson's strength as a dual-threat quarterback. The Jets are in a rebuild mode. There's no doubt about that. The hiring of Soleil was a great first step. Now, Soleil and David Carr spent two seasons together in Houston, and his passion and energy, they say, is contagious. Now, at the time, uh, he was a defensive intern and quality control coach. So, naturally, he, it, he wasn't often around the quarterback's room, but... He was a guy who likes to motivate. You know, you know, he's the one who stays there longer, works harder, first one in, last one to leave kind of, you know, person. He'll have the Jets turned around in no time, according to David uh, Carr. Bringing in Watson would certainly provide a boost, no disrespect to Sam Darnold, who would benefit from a fresh start somewhere else, he believes. But the Jets also boast plenty, I'm sorry, I'm sorry the Jets also boast plenty of cap room also that he can have surrounding him but even if you do get the big contract i mean you still i mean you have less you know cap to sign whoever you want to sign so does the new york jets make sense to you guys no no but if if he went to the jets you can guarantee that they're going to be in the title hunt for their division right now again the the miami dolphins were not mentioned whatsoever in this particular article now I, there have been articles that have suggested that the Miami Dolphins would significantly upgrade at the quarterback position which I agree 100% if you want me right now you, you got over the next 10 years if you got Deshaun Watson or you got Tua who are you, who do you want like I'm taking Watson all day long get me Watson he's the proven quarterback 100% exactly my only oh. concern as a Miami Dolphins fan my only concern is his contract would he be willing, willing to take a pay cut to say, listen, if I if if I was the general manager of the of the if I if I'm Chris Greer, I'm gonna look at Deshaun Watson. I'm gonna say, Deshaun, we're glad that you're here. We want to do the best we can to help you, but we need something from you. We need you to take a pay cut. Now we understand that you're secure with the money that you had. You were happy with the contract. But even once you did get the money, you weren't happy because you weren't winning. Give us an opportunity to show you 
that we can bring in people for you. Let's maybe you take a pay cut, add to some of our capital. That way we can we we can sign players that will best benefit you and best help you. If you need us to sign a a, a, a blindside uh, lineman, we can do that. If you need more, if you need us to bring you in more, you know, which their tied in game is t- uh, Miami. I think Miami, aside from San Francisco and maybe fucking Tampa Bay right now. I mean, I think Miami's got the best group of tight ends in the game. But uh, what? Oh, Kansas, Kansas City? Well, Kansas City. Kansas City's got the best tight end in the game. That, that, that's that's different. He's okay. You know, I'm saying group of tight ends. You know, Kansas City's got the tight end. But anyway, but if I'm the if I'm Chris Greer, I'm want to do every single thing within my power to make Deshaun Watson happy. However, cutting his money may not make him happy. But if it's not about, I don't think it's about the money. Because if it was about the money, he wouldn't give a shit about being happy or unhappy in in Houston. It's also not about winning. Here's here's the the speculation as to why he wants out of Houston. First, okay, he's not happy with the way the general manager hiring went down. He was told he would have input in that decision, and they hired an outside firm, which was his idea. That outside firm listed two uh, candidates, neither of which were Nick Casario. Right. They hired Nick Casario, who they tried to hire two years ago and got in trouble for, or he wasn't available two years ago. Last year, um, they got in trouble for um, tampering. Tampering, yeah. Talked to him while the, the, the Patriots were still... Uh, playing uh, so then they gave it to Bill O'Brien and we know where that went right straight down the shitter the second reason is he thinks that Eric Bieniemy should be the head coach of Houston right and apparently Eric Bieniemy is not even on the list of candidates for the Texans head coaching position so he's upset there. There's two. Okay. The third is how the Texans have handled social justice issues. Right. So uh, it has nothing to do with winning. It has nothing to do with money. I also don't think that if he goes to another team that they cut his money at all. Okay. So basically it's just a situation of it's not a money thing. It's not a winning thing. It's really, it's not even a football thing as opposed to playing on the field. It's simply just a situation of he was promised he would have a role in helping with the off-the-field uh, decisions, hiring and fi- hiring of a, of, a, of, a, of a head coach and a GM. Correct. Okay. So basically, an NFL player wants basically the same power that a lot of these NBA players have. No, it's not the power. It's just a war. I mean, that is your franchise player. Should he not at least get 
some court side kind of say or something? I no no yeah. no I, no I'm I'm a firm believer that they should. I mean, I guarantee you, before any decision was ever made in New England, I'm pretty sure Robert Kraft would have gotten not only Bill Belichick, but he also got Tom Brady's you know opinion too. Just like with the Broncos and Peyton Manning, just like with you know Miami and Dan Marino and you know Drew Brees. I'm sure that those guys do get some level of input. But I mean, we live in a day and age. Hang on a second. We live in a day and age where it's like the player, and in this case, we're talking about Deshaun Watson, and it's not just to Deshaun Watson. It used, and again, we see it more in the NBA than we do anywhere else, especially in football. Football, it's just like you're not happy. And some teams, if you if if you're not like a superstar franchise quarterback or a big time superstar player. And you bring up some of these issues, they're just like they'll they'll just cut you and not give a fuck. They'll bring somebody up from the practice squad to take your place. You know, it's different in the NBA because it's like those positions are so vital. You know, but in this particular case, it's different because Deshaun Watson is the franchise quarterback. So yes, at least if not input, at least let them know, hey, this is what's going on. You know, this is the direction that we want to go. How do you feel? But even if they did ask his opinion, even if he did, you know, does that mean, but, but, but let me ask this question. Should, does this mean that the franchise quarterback should automatically get exactly what he wants? Maybe he wanted this person to be the head coach, but the team felt like, you know, like we know, we understand you want them, but maybe he doesn't fit what we're trying to do, you know, do you automatically, you know, do everything you can to make that franchise quarterback happy at the detriment of the team? Well, no, it's I I feel like it's more the input, not the decision. Like he wants his voice to be heard within the organization because he's going to be the guy that leads that team as of right now for the next five years right 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 he is the guy that you're paying to lead that team right yes um if you look at let, let, let's go to cleveland for a moment do you really think that baker mayfield has zero input into you know the who the coach was going to be from he definitely had input when freddie kitchens was there because he's like hey i like this guy Right, right. He also had input with uh, Stefanski, right? Because they they formed that kind of bond, and he's like, "Hey, this guy's really helping me out. We're winning. This is the guy." Uh, ben Roethlisberger has right. input. Uh, I would be willing to bet Tom Brady, who has been with the Bucks for one season, has had input in decisions that are made uh, now whether it was alright this is what we're gonna do or hey maybe we should try this uh, going this route then this route per se uh, I, I but I definitely think that that your, your franchise guys right uh, should have some semblance of input. Like, do you think JJ Watt hasn't had some semblance of input over the years? No, I definitely think he's had input, but there's a difference between having input and then having the power to make the decision for the franchise being the player. 
That's all I'm saying. I'm saying, I mean, yeah, I mean, you could have the input. You can give your opinion, absolutely. But it's almost, it's, it's a double-edged sword, in a sense. Because in the one hand, if you tell the player your input isn't necessary, oh, the, the, they don't give a fuck about me. They're not going to give me, they're not even going to hear me out. The other side of that is they hear you out. They don't like what you had to say, and then it's like, oh well, they do. You know, they don't. They don't like what I do. Why would I want to be with a franchise that doesn't believe in me? So you're fucked either way. It's almost like because that's the that's the that's the age that we live in now. Is that if most players don't get they their way, whether it be a coaching decision or even at least having the input, they want to they want to leave. They they're unhappy and they want to leave. Now I'm not saying that that's the the case with Deshaun Watson. Because, I mean, I don't know the whole entire story about the situation with Sean Watson. You broke it down, obviously. But even then, it's just reports. So, you know, and, and Rods, jump in if, if you feel different about this. You know, it just, I don't know. Maybe it's different in different leagues, I guess. You know, because, I mean, obviously, I mean, you can clearly tell from the NBA from the NFL, the NBA players have way more power than any player in the NFL ever has for, you know, a... Uh, a smaller uh, roster. Well, smaller roster, yeah, but I mean, but but still, it's a roster. But you're gonna tell me if you had LeBron on your team, you're gonna be like, I don't care what you want, I want to do it my way. You gonna you gonna really be like that? Well, not in those particular words or terms, <laughs> you know. I mean, be, we have a little bit more professionalism, but but here's the thing, though: if you have if you have uh, LeBron, uh, Steph Curry. Uh, Damian Lillard. I mean, if you have guys like that on your team, KD, and they're like, "Hey, you know, yeah," like they will be like, "Hey, I don't like this guy. I don't think he's a good fit for the team." You're gonna be like, "Uh, I don't care what you say. Just go dribble the ball." Come on. All you know right. what the response is gonna be like? Oh, okay. Oh, dribble the ball. All right, I got you, bro. I'll dribble off the bench. So basically, you know, so so it's like, okay. So basically, the the players, and, and I guess that's more so in the NBA than the NFL. The NBA basically is like, so if LeBron walked up to Frank Vogel and said, "Hey," or Jenny Buss or uh, Rob Palinka or whoever, and just says, "Hey, I want that guy off this team," they're gonna get the guy off the team because LeBron James. Yes. Did so? Yes. So LeBron Look, runs the franchise. He runs the. Do team. you not? I got a question. You want titles? Look what he did for Cleveland. Look what he did for Miami. One championship in four years. And you know, what? And my, I mean, but, but, but okay. So, so basically, you're saying you're, you're basically you're telling me that one player can basically stronghold a franchise, a team, an organization solely based on you know he's not getting his way. That's selfish. It's selfish to win titles. No, it's selfish to. So, so, so basically, you you can basically fuck someone's life if you don't like them on that team. It, it's not really a, it's, it's not like I don't think if we'll just use LeBron for an example. I don't think if he went to you know Frank Vogel or or Jenny Buss and was like, hey, um, you know, there's, there's this thing with uh, Anthony Davis, like. I man, I just don't like him. We we need to move him. Like that's not gonna happen. But if he went with legit, like, and said, okay, um, Lamelo Ball, 
right? Right. And he, okay, he doesn't fit the system that we're trying to produce here. And this is why we need to move him. Like, they're going to do it. But not just because I don't like this guy. Like, you think you think LeBron likes all his teammates? No. Nah, nah. But if they play how the system needs them to play and they win a championship, he ain't going to care. No, I mean, no, but, well, you're, well, you're right because LeBron James is, is the type of guy to where if he, if, if the team wins, he gets all the glory. If the team loses, he doesn't get any of the blame. It's, it's all, he does. all them. No, no, he gets to blame. It's 50 50. Half of them old... blame him, half of them, half of them blame him, half of them. You really think Shannon Sharp, if, if, look at all the championship teams, quote unquote championship teams that LeBron James played on. Think of all three of them from, from LA to Miami to Cleveland. What, okay. What's the common denominator with, 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 between all those teams aside from LeBron James? They had superstars playing on them team alongside him. The teams that he did not, he wasn't having it. He didn't have a second or third star. He didn't. He got to the. He got there, but he didn't. He didn't win. Right. We can make the argument about him being the goat against Jordan another another time. But what team wins with only one superstar? But that's my point. Everybody wants to give him the glory when he wins. No one gives a fuck about Anthony Davis. No one gives a fuck about Alex Caruso or Dwight Howard or anybody else that was playing for the Anthony, Anthony Davis was going to be the finals MVP. Yeah. So if he didn't get hurt that one, if he didn't get hurt in one game, so you're watching a show, so you're watching the sports show, and you got a guy coming out there with a damn goat, a king, you know, celebrating LeBron James like he's the second coming of Jesus Christ. You know, with all this big, you know, gallivanting and stuff. And then all of a sudden, you know, it's like, oh, yeah, them other guys did okay, too. But, man, King James did his thing. Like, really? So you're celebrating one person for a team championship? I mean, I'm not doing that. I mean, that's Uncle Shay Shay. That's his show. He can do what he wants. That's a bit facts. I mean, you guys already know the guy. I think that, like I said, over all season when it came to basketball, I said Damian Lillard needs to either get on a better team or they need to bring somebody over for him because he will never win a championship with the Trailblazers if they don't give him one other superstar. Right. But okay, so so okay, so well let me ask you this then. What 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 makes somebody a superstar? Do they have to average a certain number of points a game? Do they have to have marketing marketing ability? Do they have to be a popular player amongst the fans? Like what what puts somebody in that stratosphere of being a superstar? They when they're ability to take over a game, yep, and, and they don't have to score all the points in the world. Chris Bosch was a superstar, and he was a defensive monster. He didn't score a lot. Yeah, you look at the NBA players that are considered superstars: LeBron James, Anthony Davis, Damian Lillard, Steph Curry, Kevin Durant, James Harden, uh, Kyrie Irving, Jimmy oh, wow. Butler. Kawhi Leonard. Why what, yeah. what do they all have in common? The ability to put the team on their back. Exactly. That's what makes a superstar. You know, why was Larry Bird a superstar? Why was Magic Johnson a superstar? Uh, why was Michael Jordan a superstar? Why was Patrick Ewing a superstar? Because they were able to carry teams on their backs. 
Exactly. exactly. But that's, that's not what makes a superstar. Okay, I will give them that. But what I'm saying is, is that you can't diminish what those other players' contributions are. You know, like there was one game, I think the final game in the finals or whatever it was, I can't remember exactly what it was. If LeBron James scores 45 points in a game and nobody else on the team, let's just say this is a hypothetical. LeBron James scores 45 points, but nobody else on the team scores any points. It's just him. Only he scores 45 points. But the other team as a team scores 46 points. Them 45 points don't mean shit because they didn't win the game. You see what I'm saying? Now, if 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 the ball's being distributed around and you know everyone's getting a chance with the ball and everyone's getting a chance to shine and get a chance to succeed, you know, LeBron still gets the credit because he's the quote unquote superstar. Do you see what I'm saying? It, it's almost it's almost as if to say, like, that would be us, the three of us, you know, and like one of us gets way more credit than the other two. When the other two put just as much time and effort into this podcast, do you see what I'm saying? No, I we, definitely. We, 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 any one of us would feel slighted if that was the case. If somebody was like, you know, like, oh, uh, you know, yo, yeah, man, you know, you know, Roger and Chip do a great job. You know, fuck Talon, you know. And I'm not. I'm just saying. I'm using me, me, me as an example here. You know what right. I'm saying? But like, I feel slighted about that. You know, and I and I would be pissed off if it happened to either one of you two. You know. But that's what the point of, ha- of of a team is. And I feel like nowadays, people people give a fuck more about themselves than of the team, and it didn't used to be that way. No, but you look at okay, you know my feelings about LeBron James. I know. Um, but if you look at just j- let's just go back to to last year, the NBA bubble, right? Right. He either scored or facilitated. 90% of the points scored by the Lakers. Whether he scored it or he assisted on the scoring of it. That's why people ride the LeBron dick. <laughs> okay, that was a very graphic way of saying it, but okay. But it's it's true. That's why. Because he is good. My argument is that the younger generation say that he is the greatest to ever play the game. I disagree. But I also am smart enough to know that it is a generational thing. That those those people didn't have the ability to watch Jordan, who I believe is the best to ever do it so far uh they didn't have the ability they didn't have the chance to watch him in his prime right, right. they may have came in though that younger generation may have came in when jordan was playing for the washington wizards or hadn't seen him play ever right right, right. so that's why there's such a love for LeBron right sorry about that ladies and gentlemen we had slight technical difficulty uh we my computer is shit <laughs> just say it my computer is shit with that being said please go to our <laughs> Patreon page 
and please and subscribe. subscribe so we can afford new equipment for talent. He needs yes. a new laptop. Um, <laughs> he needs a laptop. GoFundMe.com. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, God. Oh, damn. Oh, my ribs. Oh, yes. Uh, I know the last thing we were talking about was the, uh, the LeBron debate, um, but we'll save we'll save more of that for uh, another time um it's late and i think um we should end the podcast here i'm delusional so yes i gotta figure out what yeah you're definitely delusional yes hey (laughs) uh so ladies and gentlemen don't forget we have a new website movementradio.us it is literally your one-stop shop for everything movement radio you can go there to listen to all of our archives. You can go there to visit our store and buy merch. Uh, you can go there to join our Patreon page. How Anything that you want to do involving Movement Radio, you can join our mailing list. You can send us emails. You can uh, send us reviews. Tell us how much you love us. Tell us how much you hate us. Good and negative. We want it all. Um, so, again... We want to yes. smoke. <laughs> Again, that is movementradio.us. Absolutely, absolutely. Um, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. Um, this we just dropped just this past Monday. We dropped the hauntings of ne- uh, ne- Nebraska. Make sure you go check that episode out. It's a really good episode. Uh, this upcoming Monday, we're going to be dropping our evening with AC Hutchison, stand-up comic, a uh, real good friend of mine that I've known ever since middle school almost uh really you know he's beasting it right now on the stand-up game uh, and uh we uh also shout out to our good friends over at chronic conversations jerry and jennifer they also recently had bridget martin another stand-up comedian from the chattanooga area on their podcast so go check that out um also shout out to sean thompson and thompson personal training um again down 25 pounds you know he's he's done wonders for me you know i didn't think i'd be able to get this weight off but you know sean's definitely been helping me out with that so shout out to him go give him a shout out at thompson personal training and if you sign up for three months you get the fourth month absolutely free if you tell him that movement radio rogers you got any shout outs um shout out to us um you know for doing the podcasting um you know shout out to uh the the thing to do the thing um Shout out to the other stuff, you know, to do stuff too. <laughs> you, had my cur- you had my curiosity, then you had my attention, and then you lost me. <laughs> it sounded like some shit Shake would say on fucking Aqua Teen or something. No, it was just me. Oh. It's just me being an a hole. But no, uh, yeah. like Dylan. Why you gotta be an a hole, man? Because it's entertaining. <laughs> right i forgot but uh no i mean really the only thing is to go to the website you know that patreon there you know that'll help a lot especially on talent because he definitely needs some equipment <laughs> <laughs> yes yes indeed all right so that being said i'm through being berated by roger so let's let's end this some bitch real quick uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? We'll be right back here next week for another edition of Are You Ready for Some Football? I believe it's the Pro Bowl uh, selection or something like that. And then we will be reviewing, uh, basically it might be even be a Super Bowl preview for, for next week because we are definitely going to get the two winners of the NFC and AFC Championship games. Uh, just to reiterate, 
I got the Chiefs and the Packers. Roger has the Bills and the Packers. And Chip has the Bills and the Buccaneers. Watch it be the fucking uh, Bucks and the Chiefs and we're all wrong. Nevertheless, thank you guys for tuning in this episode of Are You Ready for Some Football? We'll see you next time. Chip, let's hit him with the outro. With that being said, please do not leave without leaving a like, comment, share, and subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform. Follow us on all of our social media, Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. Make sure you go to the YouTube channel, subscribe, click that bell to get notified of our latest videos. I am Chip Hazard. I'm Talon Williams. And I'm Roger Sierra. And this is Movement Radio. We out. This is Movement Radio.